Kevin Herter. This is Melo Trimble. This is Lonnie Bass. This is Scott Van Pelt. This is Stefan Day. This is Chris Knocky. This is Johnny Holiday. This is Walt Williams. This is Mark Turgeon. This is Gary Williams, and you're listening to IMS Radio. It's Tonga by Loa circling out of the pocket again and sprinting down the sideline. He's got Buck in front of him and a touchdown. He's got 18 points. Four seconds. It would have been good from 65 out. He nailed that football. It was Brad Craddock with the game winner. A 43-yard field goal with 51 seconds to go. And Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. That assist gives him a triple-double for Vasquez. The first in 22 years. To the corner, Vasquez. Yes! 30 points It is March, and the Maryland Terrapins are good at basketball again, baby. Let's go. It's really weird, isn't it? Very weird. I'm so excited. I was on the Michigan State game. I was jumping up, fist pumping, screaming. Like, this hasn't happened all year. Has not happened all year. I think this is the first time now now they they toyed with this I think in the in the Des junior year season maybe where they didn't quite make the tournament they got hot at the end but this this is legitimately the first time I can remember a Mark Turgeon team having just a crazy good unapologetically excellent February I I just you know there's other than the loss to Ohio State where they really hung with them for you know 30 minutes there's really nothing to complain about it's it's been really good I feel like Church has figured out what he needs to do with the team to to beat good teams, and here we are looking. You know, not talking about whether they're going to make the NCAA tournament anymore, but what kind of season they're going to get. I think people are appreciating it quite a bit more because of how low the expectations had sunk a month ago. Like if this was a normal year, and they were where they are right now, nine-ish seed and winning a few games, but still, you know, middle of the pack, people would be like, "Oh God, you know." But but just because of we're talking about they're going to win three Big Ten games a couple months ago, you know, it's been a lot more enjoyable. And part of it, obviously, you can't forget the schedule has softened incredibly lately, but their defense is so good at this point, you know, defense. right now. Wow. That's what it is. I mean, they are they are suffocating. And I didn't want to – I did want to get into everything and, and start with the excitement of the basketball team because they deserve to be the first story. But before we really get into it, I got two things I want to talk to you guys about from the last episode after I listened back. One, we talked about when I used to run Survivor games on the board, Jeff, and you said, do it again, go run another Survivor game. And I thought about it, and I'll do it if... The suck board wants it to happen, first of all. And two, I'll do it if you award a prize to the winner, like six months or a year or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I never have any problem with that. I'm not, it doesn't cost me anything to hand one out. So, yeah, of course. So, if we give a year, that would actually give weight and stakes to the Survivor game. People might actually care about winning. It'd be kind of fun. Absolutely. So, Okay, so people listening, if you want to run a Survivor game on the message board, I've done this many times in the past. Let me know. I'll run it. I'll moderate it, and we'll do it on the suck board, and the winner will get one-year free IMS. That would be pretty fun. I love doing that stuff anyway. If you guys hate it, tell me you hate it. We won't do it. Whatever. Okay. Number two, someone listening told me they don't mind the off-topic stuff, but they said there was too much last week, <laughs> too much off-topic stuff. I had an entire thing about – uh, I watched a documentary on the history of the alphabet, and it's so good. 
<laughs> so, uh, but I'm not going to do it unless you guys want me to do it. What do you? There's, there's what no it? way. There's no way that, that is so good. <laughs> Only if it's you give so a good. Shout out to that guy and then run through every letter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk give you about one. the letter P. No, I'll give you one quick one. There he used to be a punk ass bitch is what you are. <laughs> yes, but the, there used to be a letter called Thorn, which was a TH sound. The th- and when they, when the Gutenberg made the printing press in Germany, he didn't have a key for that. And the closest, the one they had they used was a Y that looks like our Y. And so the Y and the TH got interchanged a lot. And so that's why you end up things like ye old coffee shop, the old coffee. That's why you get that. And thou shalt not instead of you shalt not. Right? There you go. Okay, that was quick. All right. Good. That was, that was, that was, that was not that was interesting quick. to me. But but thank you for being quick. I love it all. Okay. <laughs> I will try not to go off topic. That was my, you got, that was my one indulgence for the show. <laughs> well, look, first of all, they yeah, can kiss right. my ass with the off topic. We always do a little bit of banter at the beginning. Yeah, maybe it got a smidge out of hand last week. But look, deal with it. Again, if you want to go just hear some cheerleading and nice you know, easy coverage of the team. I'm sure you can go. Yeah, go to that other. Yeah, go to other podcast. Paul hates. Got... Dude, that guy crushed like us, dude. That guy crushed us. He crushed us to our faces. Like, how did he? Cr- oh, when he? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I take I take that shit personally. He did. I asked. Point feeling blank. very Michael Jordan about this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I asked. Is there a sanitized? School sponsored PR production. Right. It's it's like a it's like fifty minutes of press release. And if you and want that recruiting. Yeah. By all means go listen to that. Why I am not I don't consider us a competitor to whatever that is. That is that is something different. And if you don't want personality and you don't want us bloviating about bullshit from time to time, go listen to that. I get some good content out of their interviews once in a while, so there's that. Yeah. And if you don't want to hear actual negative talk about the team and the coaches and players and whatever else, the fan base, everything, when it's deserved, we do that. They would never do that. Yeah. Nope. And their paychecks stay otherwise. I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, but exactly. Trust me, if we were getting those paychecks, we'd be talking all about the goodness mm-hmm. that's going on over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So maybe we don't want to be on their network because then we'd be forced to moderate ourselves in that way. I just, I just, I couldn't believe he crushed us live on our own show. Did. Was, I did. I, you know, he I did. don't think they'll ever fully, they'll never fully understand the value of what uh, the audience that we've built and the lifeline to the fans that we have. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, they, mean, still, came, they still came on the show. Like, you know, I, I don't have a, I don't have like a personal problem with the Terran Club dudes. Like, I, I think... By the way, um, I saw one of their their new shows that they've got on their their content page. It's it's basically Aaron Wiggins going around trying out different sports, like you yeah. try you going out with like the women's gymnastics team and trying to do some somersaults and stuff, and then trying to score a penalty kick goal against the women's soccer team. Like it's legit good. Like yeah, it's cool. actually really well done and and you get a new appreciation for Wiggins as a kid like I, I really like that stuff so they got a lot of good stuff going on over there yeah just you didn't have to crush us man <laughs> you didn't have to crush us so to be fair I did kind of crush him too because I asked why mm, is yeah, yeah you ethered him with that line yeah. about why yeah. is it that you guys have struggled so mightily <laughs> to grow your your yeah. membership just year after year? What do you think it is you're doing completely wrong? Why are you guys so garbage <laughs> at your one job? <laughs> well, it's true. It's a, isn't it a good question, though? Why is Maryland routinely at the lowest end? Whenever you see rankings for financial donations and financial situation in general, Bad. and it's bad for Maryland and Power Five schools. Yeah. They're one of the worst. No, it was some a completely fair is, question. Some of it is a legit question, and some of it is the, the, this fan base, again, for the millionth time, is just not the same as Penn State or Nebraska or Ohio State, where everybody in the state, even if you didn't go there, might want right. to join, go to a game and join the booster club. So that's, you know, culture is a big part of it, but still to have like 5,000 boosters at this point for a school of maryland size is just preposterous now i I think a lot there's a lot to say about the conditions of being 
smack dab in between two NFL franchises and in the type of area that we are where people just don't culturally consider themselves Maryland fans because they grew up here. You know, yep. that, that is a thing that matters. But also, guys, <laughs> 5,000 Terrible Club members, yep. come on! And aside from it's, the culture, can you imagine calling people now or in the past uh, few years and trying to tell them to give money to get Maryland football tickets when they can get them for 99 cents or whatever on StubHub? Yeah, it's After it's seven, seven it's for real. It's it, it's it's a crazy thing, but I will say like this this content development stuff and trying to reach people virtually, I think is going to be the future, whether they like it or not. So maybe by default they've kind of you know oh, been know. forced into doing this stuff, but it's going to work. I pitched them on the idea of doing what they're doing about uh, two years ago. It's, it's all been a very coincident, coincidental uh, development that's occurred. They had a great idea after that, that meeting we had. <laughs> no, I, I, I know a couple. We won't, uh, we won't go into that one. I know. I know a couple favorite local journalists who who pitched some ideas about working <laughs> with them on stuff and have been told uh, thanks but no thanks. And what do you know? Yeah. They stole your intellectual property, Jeff. There you go. No comment. <laughs> I, I've got a good attorney that I sleep with every night if you need to talk. So we yeah, can make that happen. I don't think any of it is really uh, trademarkable. But <laughs> what they're doing now is, is a genius idea. We'll just put it. A genius came up with it. Jeff, Jeff's, Jeff's like the guy who wrote the Millie Vanilli songs now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the guy. Oh, man. The one guy killed himself, too, right? The two Millie Vanilli guys. Yeah, I'm not going to kill myself, though. Not intentionally. <laughs> Was it Rob or Fab? That's important. Rob and Fab, that's right. No, I I don't remember which one. I don't know. But we are definitely ending the show with some Millie Vanilli. There you go. Done. Nice. Yes. One of their many big hits, such as Blame It on the Rain or (laughs) Blame It on the Rain. Baby, don't forget my number, right? Isn't that what? That was the biggest one, wasn't it? it? No, Blame It on the Rain was definitely the biggest one. Yeah. I, I remember the video was playing like literally once every 20 minutes back in the day. I've been searching high. I've been searching low. I don't want to sing it, you know, whatever, but yes, you do. I can sing it. You all know you want to. That one guy is just raging right now. Listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, really fucking vanilla. Really? That's right. <laughs> P P for punk ass bitch. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's not loving this segment of the show. I feel bad for the censors tonight. They're going to have a rough time. The censors. Oh, yeah. So they stole your intellectual property, Jeff. Just like, yeah. Aaron, just like Aaron Wiggins stole Michigan State's soul. Oh, segue. Heaven right there. That was amazing. Go on, sir. That was very nice. Very nice. It wasn't quite a 360, though. It was more like... He cheated. He cheated yeah, a little bit. It was it's like, like 270. 270, maybe 300. Yeah. That's yeah. all right. Yeah, he, he kind of started at a little angle and then finished at an angle. It was like like the Pac-Man angle, I would say. It was, it was purdy. It would have been a crazy drop in the building if there were fans there. It's, it's a shame yes. they didn't get to ex- experience that type of thing. But, you know, you go with what you got this year, and um, I mean, there's going to be some, some fans in the stands in Indianapolis, I, I believe. Um, so that'll be a little bit different. And I, I, I like the tournament set up this year, uh, especially now that Maryland looks like they're going to be in it. That that's certainly an improvement. Um, and having those, having a full day of the first round, well, the second round, um, on a Saturday where I can literally get up and walk out of bed and watch basketball for like 14 hours straight on multiple monitors. Not bad. Best days of the year. Every Not year. Yeah. 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 I wish. I mean- I would be tempted to go to the Big Ten tournament. This is going to sound, you know, maybe I'm a snowflake or something, but I don't think I want to go to some packed sporty event unless I have that vaccine yeah. in my arm. Yeah. Not to get political or whatever else with it, but I think I'll still be uh, viewing from home on that one. Well, even if you were going to go to something, why go to the Big Ten tournament when they necessarily tournaments in the same place a week later, right? That's a very good point. I applied. I haven't gotten – chosen yet i like i said in some other episode i think i'm going to be 330 millionth out of 330 million but <laughs> yeah we I'll, I'll get it when i get it you're too healthy larry <laughs> i wish <laughs> i wish that's what that sabbatical did for you you got you you had like started doing yoga and like uh breathing exercises now you're too healthy 
my kid works out all the time, and he's every night or whenever doing. He always tries to get me to go with him, and for the last few days I've been doing it. So maybe I'm in a good phase here. We'll see. Anyway, anyway, the projections, which we always talk about, these are these are really great. Torvik has Maryland 31st in the country now. He predicts 16 and 11 and 10 and 10, but really the way they're playing, can you see? I really see them going. Really good shot at two and zero to get to eleven and nine. He's got him at ninety five point three percent chance to make the tournament. Now, last week, after the the was only after the three wins because there's been two wins since we with Rutgers right. and Michigan State since we did the show. It was forty four percent, so they've jumped fifty points there. He's got him as a seven seed. He's got him at a point nine percent chance of the final four, almost a full percent, and. 0.4% chance of winning the entire thing. They didn't even register for the championship until like the last few days. Right, one, out of, one out of you. 220 or so. That's not bad. Yes. Ken Palm has them 26th. Same exact record, 16-11, 10-10. 10-10. But, again, this is based on stats. The way Maryland's playing right now, you feel like, are these teams really going to beat them? It doesn't feel like it. And Ken Palm has that thing where he, he ranks teams over the last 10 games. Maryland, over the last 10. Well, I looked at this yesterday, so maybe it's changed a little bit. But 12th in the country. Yeah. 12th. I mean, that's playing great. They're it's believable. Two of those wins 12th. were Nebraska. And one was Minnesota, which they have been horrendous. Uh, so you got to kind of take those out. Michigan State's been playing better. Uh, obviously, they beat Ohio State and Iowa. So that's a solid win. Who am I forgetting? Who's the fourth win in that group? Rutgers, Michigan State. Rutgers. Rutgers road win was solid, too. So, yeah. Really good. That's a road win against a ranked or close to ranked team, anyway, and a tournament team for sure. And then you, you win these last two. You hit the postseason on the seven game winning streak. Nobody could have guessed that. They didn't even win two games in a row through the first 13 Big Ten games. So we were really, you got to give him credit, man. He is he has squeezed every last bit of juice out of the out of the lemon on the, on this one. You know, well, he's all, yes, I, I agree. He's also figured out some things like shortening the bench down to basically seven guys now. Yeah. Like you, you just had to do that. You have to be able to like. I, I feel like a broken record talking about this small ball stuff, but like small ball is not just putting a bunch of short guys on the on the court. You got to play aggressive you got to go after passing lanes you got to be able to push out collapse on defense and you know what i found interesting was finally finally against a team that runs a good secondary break they got off the offensive glass and got back on defense and michigan state got absolutely nothing out of transition it used to drive me crazy back in the day when turgeon teams would get trashed by uh, a UNC, for example, that would run after every rebound and every made basket and score, you know, 10 to 15 free points a game against Maryland because they just would not go back on defense. And uh, it, just little things like that are the things where it's like, okay, well, if Turge is going to be here until I die, at least he's learning some stuff. Yeah. 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 And he's kind of give, obviously given up on the post game. Galen Smith gets some minutes here and there. Now that's going to, if we're being honest, that's probably going to be their demise in the tournament. They're going to face somebody yep. with a couple of big men and they're going to be out of luck, but it's given them a chance, you know? So, you know, on one hand, I can see why the people who were flustered with him and thought this might be the last year are kind of, you know, somewhat bittersweet because he's also the guy who built this roster that he's having to account for now by switching everything up and, you know, duct taping this and that. And, and so, you know, he gets the credit obviously for working some magic with this team at the same time. You do have to remember that the roster should not look as it looks to where he has to do this. Right. Well, now. and that, that brings up the, the late era Gary comparisons, right? Because you, you could start to make an argument that, that Turge has become a really good basketball coach in situational terms, like being able to know when to throw out that zone to bust somebody up, to know against a team that runs on a secondary break to get off the offensive glass and get back. Like these little things that he's figured out, rotational patterns, he's making a team better than the sum of its parts in ways that I don't think you could argue he was 
you know, three, four, five years ago. So you're seeing that, which is great and an improvement. You haven't quite seen him win the big game in the postseason yet. And you get concerned about the recruiting uh, in terms of roster building and things like that. Whereas last year thinking he was, you know, going to be able to pull somebody off the transfer market and he couldn't do it. Like, so you started to feel a little bit of those Gary comparisons, which are better than it's a better place than we were before, but it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. The catch is that, um, well, obviously you don't know more sell and Wiggins what's going to happen there. My guess is still both are gone. So you got to replace those guys. So you basically have two core players coming back, Ayala and Scott, and like literally almost nothing. Hakeem Hart's. You could argue nice, Hart is now a core he's player. He's a nice piece. Right? He's yeah. a nice piece. Um, so then you need those three freshmen to be guys immediately, like n- legit Big Ten guys. And then I think you still need a center and a point guard. So on one hand – if you live in the moment, it's great right now, which you should be living in the moment. On the other, there are still some questions. And his status overall is way strengthened at Maryland. There's very few people on his butt like they were a month ago. Yeah, but all it takes takes is two two losses in the next couple weeks, and everything's back where it was. Yeah, if he goes one and done in the Big Ten and one and done in the – NCAA or even two even wins a game and one of them say people are going to lose the patience is going to be gone immediately for a lot there's still probably 30 percent I would say that'll say it was a good season he got the most out you know maybe the people who don't follow recruiting quite as closely and tend to just think of the team the roster as just somehow kind of appearing yeah magically Um, I do think I do think a lot of your your kind of I don't want to say common fans, but you're, you're kind of laissez-faire fans. Just, you know, pick up the paper when Maryland plays to see if they won or not. Like, they're not thinking about rosters and all this stuff. Like, oh, is Maryland going to be good this year? I don't know. Yeah, and they put more weight on regular season wins also. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the hardcore fan cares more about the postseason. And so they look at that, the one Sweet 16. And, I mean, win a game – a good start would be to win a game or two in the Big Ten tournament, right? They've got the worst winning percentage in the Big Ten tournament of anybody in the Big Ten as of now. Wow. 14 out of 14. 25%, 25% behind uh, Northwestern at number 13. That's stunning. And they've uh, had good teams. Yeah, I mean, those are – I mean, what's it, he's had one legitimately, like, not good year in the Big Ten. I mean, every other time they've been in the top four, right? I don't think they've, I don't think they've ever won more than one game in the Big Ten tournament. In any, yeah, given I know that's year. true. Yeah. And recently, the past three years, the last one they won was 2016. So, anyways, I'm not trying to harp on all the negative things that have been said a million times before. But, but it's there. <laughs> this heartwarming end of the season run is not going to have people as jazzed up if it ends with a thud. So, if you can get some things done in the postseason, get another trans, a few transfers then you probably start to win some people over, but it's still not, you know, there, there's still plenty of uh, trepidation from a lot of people. So then overall, is the status still in limbo? He could be looking for other places. <laughs> Damon Evans is not sold yet. Is it still in that same, he may go still or may, or are things I mean, more? Sl- it's a little curious that he hasn't gotten an extension yet, right? You would think if he wanted to give him one, he would have given him one. So you wonder if he's looking to see how the postseason goes, maybe. That's kind of been a theory of mine. I know Wichita State was interested, and I think there's there was a non-zero chance he'd be moving on to Wichita State after this season if that if the coach there, Isaac Brown, hadn't done such a good job to where you had to hire him full-time. I think he would have considered that, especially if the season had kept going off the tracks like it was when they were one in five in the big 10 and things like that. So, but now it's hard to tell. It's a complicated situation. Two years left on the deal. Evans obviously is not in love with his. That would have only happened if it was a disaster season, you know, five and 15 or something like that. So, do you give him a, a, a real extension? Do you give him kind of one of those 
middling extensions without a lot of guaranteed years and money, which would be the probably the most likely scenario. Or, you know, do you not extend him and then basically he has to shop around? Yeah. So I think the postseason, I mean, I think with the fact that he still has not given him one, unless they've got a secret handshake deal, I think, you know, the postseason could affect his future. After 10 years, the shtick gets old. I've said it a few times. You need to be really crushing it or people get tired. Tired of it. Yeah, that's a lifetime in, in coaching. You know, you get yeah. get hired to get fired for the most part. And uh, I think this feel-good year, obviously, again, would feel a lot better if there had been some signs, you know, some other years where things had gone a little farther in the postseason. But, again, he's you could definitely argue that he saved his job or at least bought himself a few more years during the past few weeks. You were talking about the recruiting for next year. Do you mean 2021 or 2022? You mean 2021, right? And they have the three yeah. guys. James Graham is already with the team, but still considering part of that class. There's not really anyone else. I was looking at the rankings, and almost everyone's committed. One thing I noticed is this is off Maryland topic, everyone. Just your warning in advance. <laughs> Kentucky and Duke. They're going to be hurting, man, because there's only a few guys left uncommitted, and they've only got a couple of players each with the rate that they lose players to the NBA. And yeah. there's a couple of guys going pro. They could be hurting for a few years here. They'll find a way to pull somebody out of thin air. You know, they'll get some guys. But, yeah, they're not what they were. I mean, look how things are going this year. Can you believe Duke, Kentucky, and who am I forgetting? Who else might not? Kansas, Carolina, Michigan Carolina. State. Carolina. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. I think Carolina's played themselves in lately. Um, but, yeah, uh, for Maryland, you need to get several guys for next year, I think, because you're going to lose several. There's no way some of those bench guys who aren't playing a minute aren't going to leave. Uh, and you need kind of need, you need them to, basically, because you only have one scholarship open at last last time I looked or by my math. So you need at least one point guard. I know Turgeon wants one. He'll definitely get one. It's a matter of how good. And then I think you need another big man. Joel Mario is obviously not the answer. So your only big man next year is Julian Reese, a freshman. Your only true post player anyways, because James Graham is more of a face-up four. I was going to say, so Jarius Hamilton's also a face-up four. Yeah, he, he's, he likes, he's uh, back he though, right? Him. He'll be back. Yeah. And he's been better the second half. He's hit some big shots. Yeah. You can't put him at the five, though. No, he's no, not an interior not, player. Not, not, even, not even in a five-out system. You can't – his defense is just – at times it's, it's unbelievably bad. Speaking, yeah, he's a shooting guard. Speaking of that, how much credit give to Dante Scott, man? That guy playing five at his height, he's basically sacrificed his scoring for the team. And he's still scoring a little bit, but he's getting – Tons of rebounds. He's throwing around assists and taking a beating inside against the opposing team's big guys. He deserves a ton of credit for everything that's happened over the last month and a half or two months or whatever. He is a warrior. You really can't go wrong too much with those Philly and Baltimore kids. Well, except Nick Faust, but otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he has sacrificed. He's got that all-around game where, like, you know there's a chance in, like, the opening round of the tournament, he could just bust out for 20 points, but he's also sacrificed. Who was it? I'm trying to remember if it was Nebraska or maybe Rutgers. He had eight assists and no turnovers just out of nowhere. So he's just a baller. You know, he's he's a guy you have to be excited about having possibly for four years because he's, he's not yeah. an early entry NBA kind of guy, most likely. Well, Hark, too. It's both of the Philly guys that just, you know, they've kind of got – things that are going to keep them in college uh, for four years, but they're, I mean, a heart, I I just can't believe we're sitting here watching him be like a legitimate big 10 starter point at point guard of all places. Yeah. Um, He's even gotten his three point percentages up. Like he's, he's like an actual, you know, problem. Yep. It's good. Yeah. People saw him last year shooting that ugly shot and making some, ill-advised plays and just thought that he was a waste of a scholarship, but he was the youngest player in the big 10. You know, he had that 
potential in him. He kept growing. I think he was like six five when he committed. Now he's like six eight. So he's a guy, you know, he's another piece. But you still need some more impact guys in the future. Well, Chris Naki said that some of the incoming guys were motherfuckers. So let's hope. Well, because they're losing one in Morcel, and I think that's that's a big deal. Um, Maybe. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I, I'd be I super happy if you got one of those dudes back. Just give me one of them, and you might have a might have a chance of doing something next year. But you lose both of them, that's that's a problem. I'll, th- I'll give you twenty five percent chance that one of them comes back. Is how I would yeah. would view it. Come on, Jeff. I mean, Wiggins is like he's going to be a grandfather by the time he gets to the NBA. <laughs> He'll be twenty three and a half if he stays another year. That's really old to start your career. By the time he gets the NBA, if he gets the NBA, that's the problem. That's why he maybe shouldn't leave. He's going to make money, though. I mean, look at Melo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's making two hundred grand in in a very down year. I think he was probably making twice that before, maybe. So, and then even guys like, I mean, Nick Kane or Medley. I've said this before. I think on the show, that guy made like eight million dollars in his career overseas. There's a lot of money in Europe. If now, not everybody's it. making yeah. it. The third year, the third tier guys, like, not to be rude, but like a, say, like a Sean Mosley or James Padgett or something, they're not going to make $8 million, but you can still make real money over there. So people always say, where's he going to go? Well, he's going to go somewhere to have somebody pay him to play. And you have a limited amount of years when you're an athlete. So, exactly. Yeah. You can't blame him, but. As a fan, I can I can blame him. I can definitely blame him. Um, but I mean, I you know I I get it. I'm just not yeah. happy about it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, it would be great if they just did what we wanted them to do. But yeah, yeah. But Unfortunately, they have exactly. their own brains and opinions. Selfish going jerks. On? Selfish jerks. <laughs> Selfish jerks. The basketball recruiting. Nothing going on. Football recruiting is kind of lit. It's kind of lit. Yeah. Uh, yes. Given given recent months. Yeah. Preston Howard. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's the thing I was going to say because he was originally listed as a quarterback, Preston Howard, but now he's listed as an athlete. Yep. Preston Howard out of McDonough, eighty nine rated, three star, number nine in Maryland. And he's going to come in, and he's really big. So, Jeff, they think he's going to maybe, or you think he's going to maybe play more of like a tight end type role? Well, first off, he is really big. And if we get him on the show, you can ask him how big he's going to get. That's right. I think for all time's sake, I won't be offered at all. I will do that. (laughs) Uh, He's like 6'6", yeah, and athletic. Early on, he was viewed as like a four-star quarterback, and then I think maybe he was kind of raw and and – People shied away on the on that on that kind of level of um, ranking, but you know, at his size with his athleticism, he'll still get a chance to try to be a quarterback at first. But he, the thing is, it's not like you're telling him you're going to be a quarterback and then bringing him in and moving him. He knows, you know, it was it was clearly communicated to him that he's coming in more as an athlete uh, who get it maybe get a shot at quarterback. So you got him, and then uh, on Monday you got AJ Swan, quarterback from Georgia, who was his top priority for a couple months you know it's been pretty clear i think for a while he was very likely coming to maryland another guy who are our analysts are really high on they like his potential and then still Jaden soray from wise high school who's the number uh seven dual threat quarterback and number seven player in maryland in the class uh i'd expect him to be committing to maryland maybe before too long also so all of a sudden you know you got some up and coming guys at the spot where you've been so thin well let me ask you about this because i saw it on the message board aj swan's rating went down <laughs> and there's there's a whole thing on the message Go board on. and they have evidence and statistics to back this up how so many maryland players right around the time it becomes clear that they're going to be a maryland commit or right after they commit the rating drops, and his dropped. It dropped. I had him listed as an 88-rated player, and then I went today and looked after he committed. Now he's 87. But if you look closely, a lot of the times 
it's their composite ranking, and we have not dropped them. They're being dropped by rivals or ESPN, and it's affecting their composite score. I don't know if that's the case with Swan or not, but that's often the case with these guys. So you're saying there's no – these kids are committing to Maryland, therefore they must not be that great. Let's give them a little drop. I mean, I can't read people's minds. That's always possible, as it's always possible that if they see a kid commit to Alabama, you know, he must be really good, which maybe they're – you know, when you look at it that way, it might be hard to argue with that because most of those kids are going to the NFL, largely because they're already really highly ranked and really good. But uh, no, no one's ever expressed it to me. I think a lot of the times it is the composite score people see, and they assume it's us dropping the kid where it's, you know, all the others, ESPN arrivals dropping them. But I don't know. You know, I've seen people present proof and – I, I don't get to see how the sausage is made on the rankings, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think it's unfair to make it a twenty-four-seven issue, but I do think industry-wide, I think the guys who rank kids and study these guys do take into account the schools that give them committable offers. Yeah, you know, not every offer is the same, right? If some kid says he's got offers from Alabama, LSU, and Maryland. And then he immediately commits to Maryland. You can probably guess that those offers to Alabama and LSU were not really committable offers. So I could imagine someone, because these are humans making these decisions and not computers, thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's not quite the four star that we saw if these coaches aren't willing to give him an offer. I think it's kind of bullshit. And I think it makes Maryland look bad because it's not a power school that gets that benefit of the doubt in the, in the way that say a Penn state does. And that directly affects us. But does this really matter that much? No, well, it matters a lot to people who live and breathe with the rank, the rankings. I'm not going to insult them because they help keep us. I will. I will insult them because it doesn't fucking matter whether a kid is an 87, three star or a 94 star. It doesn't. Well, the other thing is there's different, there's different levels to it. If you look and they do the re-rankings for the first time in three months and like three Maryland kids commits go down, then that's, you know, that's something maybe to complain about. But like, I have a hard time seeing them. Somebody at 24 seven saying, Oh, this three star quarterback from Georgia, AJ Swan looks like he might commit to Maryland in six weeks. I'm going to drop him now. You know, like that would be really, that's really doing a lot right there i don't think that they're preemptively dropping some kid because he might commit to maryland down the road he did drop he dropped from 419th in the country to something like 558 i think when was the drop i think it was just a few days ago was it really yeah yeah and i've reached out to those guys before and said hey can you check in on this thread where people are complaining because it looks like they have a beef but uh you know, it's just it's hard. No one's it's hard to get to the bottom of, and I'm not going to accuse my my colleagues. And I don't, I just don't see I'm not part of that rankings committee that they have and all that stuff. So I don't really see how the sausage is made. But I definitely understand why that would have like a bad appearance. This is like here the turtle unable to criticize University of Maryland. <laughs> you <laughs> you <laughs> cannot. You no, cannot. I've been out before, man. I've said, you know, these people, and I've said when it looked like it, I've been like, hey, this looks kind of unflattering. You want to address it? And they'll usually come address it on the message board, and the, the explanation will never be satisfactory. Obviously, people never are happy with the explanation, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's all uh, subjective. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 th- I, think it, I think it is a thing, but I also don't think it really matters. So who cares? The player is going to be the same player no matter what the rating is, but yeah, I mean, check out that amazing twenty seventeen Maryland football class that was super highly ranked. Let me let me ask you this though: Do you ever think, in some small way, Maryland has a class? Oh, it's ranked thirtieth in the country. I might want to join that. Penn State has a class of overblown ratings of guys who are fifth in the country. And really should be a little lower, and the, they should be a lot closer. Could that ever come into a recruit's mind? Hey, I want to go play with this really good 
Set up. Um, I mean, the difference between the fifth ranked class and the thirtieth ranked class is so huge. I don't think they could game that system even if they tried. Like, it's not like, five. It's not five and thirty, but I was. Just I know, but even if a, even if it was like you know, say thirty and I don't know twenty, like I I don't know if they could really, you know, unless they were just out of their minds and like actively trying to blow up a school like Maryland's ratings. I don't think they could move them enough where it would it would make that type of jump. I mean, that's a big jump. And I, I can't believe there's a kid sitting there be like, hmm, 30th class or 20th class. I don't know. You know, I think it's more of Penn State is still Penn State and Maryland is still Maryland until we change yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. When get a couple, you know, get things going and you'll probably get a little more benefit of the doubt. But if you're losing every year, maybe they're thinking – you know, you're not getting good players. So you, I, I don't know. There's just a lot that goes into it. There's also regional biases, obviously. Uh, and then when you look at the Super like, did you see the Super Bowl had like two five-star players on both rosters combined? Yeah. Yep. Well, part of that is obviously there's only 30 five-stars every year, but it also goes to show we're not exactly talking about science here. Well, by percentage, there's only 30, and two of them made the roster – how many three and two stars are there? Thousands, yeah. thousands, yeah. right? So the percentage-wise, it's way better. Yeah. Anyway, we know the if you're a five-star, you're not necessarily going to work out, but you have a better chance of working out. I'll create a new membership level. If you pay double the monthly subscription, then you get. I will pass along your complaints to the rankers. There you go. Nice. You'll get, you'll, know, get, you'll get BCC'd on the email. There are a couple people on that recruiting thread that will be all over you and will take you up on that offer, I'm sure. Papi Tulo, perhaps? It's good business. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Non-revs. <sighs> we have to do the non-revs. You love it every week when we do the non-revs. Oh, I, watched, I watched Maryland play Penn State in lacrosse, and I was texting you guys. Annoying you with <laughs> updates to every goal. Maryland crushed Penn State. It was a beautiful thing. Always good. Shout out to Wheels just murdering it on the lax beat. Why, do we, why don't we get him on one time? Yeah. We can have four squares instead of three here in our yeah. video. We'll do that uh, for the lax tournament, NCAA tournament. Okay. Speaking of Penn State, my kid's going to apply there probably. Almost for sure. What the fuck? He's listen. Penn State's here. We would go off topic. Uh, Cut the show off. Cut it off. <laughs> he's and he's playing Michigan also. They they have two of the I top. Can live with Michigan. Two of the top five musical theater programs in the country. Penn, Penn State's State musical. Does. That's very surprising to hear that about Penn State. They're cultural, like cultural. Uh, yeah, cultural uh, yeah. icon. State College, Pennsylvania. If they were a football program, I would equate them to a. Like Oklahoma or Georgia, not that top three, but just there. Huh. That is super Penn, surprising. Penn State, he's got to see, you know. But uh, you, he should go to Michigan because Ann Arbor is awesome, but way Mi- better than State College. Yeah, true. The, but to keep the analogy going, Michigan is Alabama, and he getting in, they'll have like a thousand kids apply, and they'll take forty. Yeah. Right. And they've got to they've got to do auditions and stuff too, right? So it's, it's crazy. Stuff. It's crazy. He's got a shot. He's got a shot. He's like a he's like I would equate him to if we're talking football. He's like a, a three four star borderline. He's like a low four oh. star. He goes to Michigan. That's what I would he goes say. To Michigan road trip IMS radio road show in Ann Arbor, right? Of course, I would love him to go just because it'd be the best thing for him. Anyway, okay, Maryland beat Penn State in lacrosse. And I saw a bracketology for the women's side. Right now, Maryland women on the two line. Yeah, they're sense. ridiculous. They just beat everybody by like twenty five points out. It's it's incredible. Well, they yeah, did but, get uh, did what's her face back right? The um, Angel Reese. The yeah, uh, yeah, she's back. Who's like who was like a top two recruit or something? Yeah, she was number two in the country. They're murdering everybody, even without her. And she comes back. They look like a legit national title title contender. And you've always got the the standard like two or three that are going to be tough to beat. But yeah, they're they're good as always. 
So many, te- so many teams starting up baseball, and they haven't many- been anything for years, right? Ever since uh, what's his face left, they had the two back to back years where they made the tournament, they made the postseason. Yeah, and then, uh, it, it wasn't Backus. The guy after him went to Virginia Tech. Yeah, Chef, um, Chef. Yeah, thank you. Uh, then they kind of fell off. Yeah, they the one year they were one win away from the actual. College World From Series, Omaha, final. Right? Yeah. Omaha, eight teams. They beat Virginia in the first out of that best of three, and then Virginia mm-hmm. won the next two, but not by a lot. That was a legit yeah. team. They had eight guys drafted, and some yeah, of them are starting. Uh, Lamont Wade just got traded uh, like a few weeks ago. I can't to like San Diego or something. He was on the Twins, and then the other, other obviously, uh, Brandon Lau has become a legit superstar. So, yep, they had they had a great team. And they have some guys this year who are highly projected as well, highly rated as well. Okay. A few episodes ago, Paul, you gave us a what-if scenario about what if – what was it again? And uh, Oh, Dwayne Haskins had committed to Maryland. Do we have to relive this now? No, 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 no. Christ. No, I did one as well, and I can't remember what it was. But what it made me think was for this special segment at the end of the show – I'm calling it what if. So I have a bunch of scenarios for you guys. And you have to then now say, if this happened, what would have been the outcome instead? Okay. What actually happened. Okay. So we're rewriting history. I like yes. that. Yes. So I've got three for each of you. We'll start with Jeff. What if Walt Williams had left Maryland after his sophomore year when Massenburg, Mustaf, and Tian McCoy and the rest of them all left as well when the sanctions hit? I mean, the automatic answer is just to say Gary would have never gotten over the hump and it would have all gone down in flames. But I feel like Gary, we still would have found a way to get it done. Like, Walt was definitely the bridge, but and he kept the program respectable. But um, I still feel like Gary would have found a way to do what he did, most likely. That's not going to be a popular answer because everybody loves to talk about how Walt Williams saved the program. But I think Gary was just such a force. Uh, and it's not like what they did those years brought them some sort of measurable, you know, maybe it helped them recruit a little bit or whatever else, helped them not suffer through a horrendous season. But I still think Gary Williams was such a force that he still would have gotten it done. Maybe I have one comment on that. Joe Smith has said on many occasions that Walt Williams was his hero, loved Walt Williams. He may not have developed that had Walt left after two years and not stayed for his last two years because that's when Walt blew up. Yeah, there's a case to be made. There's a case to be made. That's a really good one. That is a really good one. Um, It's just so hard to picture Gary failing. You know, he worked. He was such a good coach. He wanted it so bad. He had such a emotional attachment to the school. Well, and the, and the school, the school had the attachment to him too, so they might have put up with more losing if he yeah. needed a few more years to do, to get it going. You know. Yep. Okay, but that's a tough one. All right, Paul. What if Stefan Diggs hadn't committed to Maryland? Um, I'm not. I'm just not sure whether there's a measurable way to tell. Um, what the impact was there recruiting wise. Cause they did well locally after that there, you know, we've had multiple iterations of the, of this kind of UM, you know, DMV to UMD type deal, but it was still Randy Etzel's football team and recruiting was not very good. Uh, even when, when Loxley came and kind of, you know, added some nitroglycerin to, to the, uh, the Pinto we were driving at the time. Um, so I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's real nice to be able to point to the NFL and, you know, guys like Torrey Smith's won a couple of Super Bowls. You know, Stefan's obviously a top three receiver in the league last year, if not the best uh, wide receiver in the league. But I don't know. Football, man, it's hard for one kid to really affect that much in a program that's that big and always changing. The so, correct answer there is that Sean Petty would have had fewer touchdown passes. <laughs> Yes, Sean yeah, Petty. That's, that's another thing I don't want to don't want to relive. <laughs> yeah, I got another thing you don't want to relive right now from number three, Jeff. What if Corey Lucius hadn't hit that shot? 
Oh, Christ. Oh, man. What if wow. he had, hadn't hit that shot? If he hadn't hit that shot, Maryland probably goes to the Final Four that year. Um, you know, maybe – what year are we talking about there? That was 2010, right? Yeah, 2010. So he retires the next year. So maybe he, maybe he sticks around longer coming off of a Final Four. Maybe it helps you in recruiting a little bit. Uh, that's a big, yeah, that's a big what if. And such maybe, a fluke thing. Like, the, there's a 1% chance of that happening in the moment. Maybe um, maybe they win the title. Yeah, it would have been tough to win a title. You're still looking at Dave Neal as your starting center. So, I don't know. I think they would have been tapped out at some point. But you never know. I mean. They very Ravens, likely would have been in the Final Four. No, no, yeah, no, no. Jordan Williams was their starting center. Oh, team. Jordan Williams, of course. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, that, team, that team had the stuff. I mean, Milburn be- became a, a solid player that, you know, took four years, but he came around. Grievous was Grievous. Eric Hayes became a good tandem with him. Yeah. Jordan was unstoppable when he gave a shit. Like, there was, I mean, there was some good stuff, and they were playing yeah. as well as anybody at that point. And I think the next game would have been, what, Northern Iowa? Yeah, Northern Iowa. After, yeah, after the right. upset, like they, that team could that team. Um, I, I would have bet my house that they would have made the Final Four if they won that game. Yeah, of course it was Jordan Williams. The years all blend together. It was Jordan mm-hmm. Williams as a sophomore. Then he leaves, which obviously I think was the final dagger for Gary to retire. I think if he had come back, there's a good chance Gary would have, but he didn't want to deal with a Terrell Stoglin and nothing else led kind of team. Um, don't so, speak yeah. ill of the Ashton Panky era. Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, Ashton Panky and Baron Weiss and Padgett and all these guys, that was a real powerhouse. But, yeah, I mean, they, there's a 50-50 chance they go to the Final Four that year and probably a 50-50 chance Gary decides to keep on going. I mean, you don't really call it quits after going to the Final Four on, like, a Cinderella run. Okay, Paul, number four. What if Kevin Anderson had successfully hired Sean Miller? <laughs> uh, Maryland would be on a, a pretty wild roller coaster ride the past 10 years, I think. Um, you know, Miller's ability to recruit, um, his ability to cheat and get caught. Um, his ability to get to elite eights and his ability to throw up a 10 and 20 season the next year, it would have been wild. Um, it's hard to tell, I, you know, what would have happened, but I, I, I think there would have been certainly some success in there and it'd probably be in a scenario where you'd have the, you know, the kind of, I don't know, I'd, I'd hate to say, but like the goody two shoes people who concerned about the cheating and the you know this that and the other thing and the people who are just like just win baby so i think the i think jeff site would would be all about sean miller and whatever he was able to do and i I think it'd be harder for the the more casual fans to get on board with it that would be my my thought would he still be the coach yes Yes. Okay. I don't know, man. I feel like you can pull off that shenanigans at places like Arizona and the SEC where Will Wade is still somehow employed. I don't know. He he might be. You never know. He's I still- think if he won enough, I think like like I think I think if his highs were enough, they would they would they would make it work. That's yeah, right. Like Maryland's a little more holier than now than some yeah. of these schools, you know. They, everything's more political, more image. Uh, obsessed, but he might have. That's what I've thought of that many times. Would if if they had hired him, would they have fired him after all that went down? But he, it's not over yet. Arizona's still got to get it served with its final uh, NCA penalties. So yeah, in twenty thirty two, he's not out of the woods, and Bill Self's <laughs> not out of the woods. Is do you think they'd have Maryland would have more titles and Final Fours and things? Maybe a Final Four more I mean, accolades. He's good in the tournament, but he's not great. He goes yeah. to like Sweet 16, Elite Eight here and there, but he's not exactly a regular at the Final Four. That's the that's the beef from their fans. Is how many people are regulars at the Final Four? Well, I know, but for right. an, a supposedly guy who gets mentioned with all the elite coaches and elite recruiters, yeah, 
he hasn't really killed it in the postseason. He kills yeah. it in recruiting. He kills it in the regular season, and he rarely just totally flames out in the tournament. But he's also what's he has he what's he been to one final four? I'm not even sure he's been to one yeah. yet. Has I don't he? know if he's even been to one. Yeah, it's he's been to like three. One. He's been to like three elite eights. Like he's yeah. been on the cusp for a while. It's zero or one that year that they lost. Or no, that year that they beat Duke and Derek Williams went insane. I'm trying to remember if that was to go to the final four or the elite eight. Yeah, uh, man, I don't know. If they if they did go, that was the one year I should remember, yeah. but I don't. But either way, um, yeah, it's interesting to think what might have been him and Leach. Right? Those are the two great what ifs of Maryland sports. Yep. All right, Jeff. What if we had never started IMS Radio? What if we had never started? Wow, that's really. Then I'd be like sitting here trying to figure out how Zoom works and shit. <laughs> now. Without you, um, I don't know. I, that would be sad, man. I'm just glad you came up with the idea. Like this show has become a staple, and I think a lot of people have, you know, followed us over the years and kind of felt like it's uh, become a thing of its own. Aside from the site, we've had so many awesome. I can't wait till we can get some more live shows. I miss those. We haven't done those and live shows forever. coming up. Yeah, once things open up a little bit, but. Yeah, that's really sad to think about. I don't know. I, yeah, I would totally be trying to like string together a podcast, and uh, it would be really bad because twenty four seven would be forcing me to do it by now, you know. But I yeah. definitely wouldn't have done it. Five we were the first. Ago. We were like, we were one of the first. Yeah, if we not were. the first. Yeah, and everyone else started. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it back then. We actually had a uh, what was it called? I did one with Seth. And Mike Brody back like twelve years ago, way before wow. podcasts, and they they snuck into the nine eighty studios because they knew somebody there, um, and got studio time like once a month. And I, I think we were terpcenter.com at the time. Maybe it was Terp Center Radio. I don't even remember what it was called. <laughs> that's so that's way way back in the day. But yeah, Digging deep. Yeah, that's a good question, man. It, it's. Uh, I just hope we can hope we can make this a thing again and get you know get some of these live shows going. I miss that. Speaking of the live shows, for everyone who's listening to this, we are beta testing live stream on YouTube right now. We can all see each other. That's why we made the comment about the the Paul's giving everybody the finger. So be prepared for that when you watch live. We will have the explicit rating. Yes. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe selection Sunday might be a good time to. To roll if, that out. If anybody's we'll get, good at these video editing softwares to make it look really pro, we can have scrolling text and things like that. You want to help yes. me out? Let me know, please. Email or PM Larry on the board, please. Yes. Help. And speaking of which, my name on the board, please change it. Like I asked you seven years ago to change it. You said you would. You never, you never did. did any such thing. I did so. <laughs> what when did you I, ask me to change it to? Because when we moved to that board – there was a glitch in the system. You got like 47 letters or numbers. In <laughs> yes. Letters. My name used to be Lawrence Terp, if you remember. Yeah. And I went over there. It wouldn't let me take it. So I had to re-register or something like that <laughs> as LT, which stands for Lawrence Terp. And then it gave me all those weird numbers at the end. Would, <laughs> There's a know, lot of bitterness. So I just. Yeah, I don't. Yes, I'm very bitter about this. This is a. And holding that one in for a while. Yes. First thing yes. Stop recording. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do that as I look for, for You can make it whatever you want. I don't care. Lawrence right. is a butthole. <laughs> oh, speaking of Survivor, before we get to the last one, if we do the Survivor and we give out the one-year subscription, I do want to do – we used to do the I Miss Radio – Bracket challenge where we gave it out as well. Is that okay yeah. to give one for that yeah. too? Yeah, of course. We'll awesome. Do. Oh, just giving everything out today. Yes. Like Woo-hoo! I said, man, these are not, it does not cost me anything. And uh, what fun is it is a competition with no prize, right? So just do, we'll just do like a year for first place, six months for second place, something like Beautiful. that. Beautiful. Boom. It's only opportunity cost, but that's okay. We don't need to worry about that. And no, nope. no macroeconomics going on here. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. So just to recap, we're going to play Survivor on the Suck Board if everybody wants to do it. First place, we'll get one the, subscription. The, newbie, the Suck Board means the off-topic board. <laughs> right. the, the off- you to do they not that. say that anymore? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but I think a lot of that's like you're dating back 
probably 10 years on that one. I invented the suck. The reason there is a suck board is because of me. When Well, no, no. The yeah, reason, maybe the reason it's called that. No, 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 no. There is one is because was it Scout? We were at it. I think Scout did yeah. not want us to have all the off-topic stuff mixed in with the sports. Yes. And they were like, you have to create an off-topic. And people were so mad. Super mad. And for months that we were separating off-topic and sports. Now imagine going back and having all that shit just thrown in together. Yes. Like once, listen. You guys were wrong. We were right. <laughs> listen, because as I am want to do on our show, I go off-topic. I was the number one person doing that off-topic stuff. I had something like 18 aliases. I would post something. <laughs> I, I one time, I, I had one where I posed as a Duke fan and would just piss everybody off with like <laughs> condescending stuff about how awful Maryland was. And I would post threads like, how many carbohydrates are in a potato? Like, I remember this. And I remember, like, he was telling, he was telling, he was telling everybody to shut the H up. (laughs) No, listen, I was one of the worst back then. I don't do that anymore. But back then, that was like in your forties, you decided to give up the (laughs) I was doing. I was. I'm telling you, I was a big reason that that needed to happen. And remember, Larry, how, how people were so freaking mad. That we were separating off topic and sports. Like yeah. that was just the worst idea ever. Yeah. And now imagine just having to scroll through all that stuff. It's yeah. a different world, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We're talking like twenty years ago. Right? Like <laughs> yes. I mean, that's how long it's been. That's why it was a suck board, right? Because they called it the suck because you were they were mad. You guys were mad yep. that yes. we created it. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then Larry made it suck harder. Yes, I did. Now, there's a uh, there's a bumper for you right there. Larry made it suck harder. All right, last one. Paul. We're still doing this. Okay. One more. Last one. <laughs> we got to get to it. What if you had gotten rejected by DeMatha? Ooh. Oh, man. Back in the day, I don't think they could reject anybody. They'd take anybody who'd pay the tuition. Oh, really? Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, was, I mean, I was a kid, dude. It's a private school, right? Yeah, but it so was. They can... What yeah, would have been I, your I... home school? Like High Point or something? No, it would have been. Uh... Well, it would have been Central or Blainsburg. That's why I That's went rough. to Tamatha, dude. Central was I remember from my PG Journal days, Central is uh, rough territory. It was, yeah, I grew up in the hood, man. That's why that's why I went to private school. Thanks, Grandma. M- me too in Baltimore I did too. Yep. So yeah. I went to a I went to a Catholic school as well. If I if I did not go to Catholic school when I grew up, I would not be on this podcast right now or doing anything <laughs> anything in a professional <laughs> context. <laughs> I can assure yeah. you of that. So, we are going to have three potential winners. We, not potential. We're going to have three prizes given away. One for the IMS Radio Bracket Challenge, which will come out. We'll put it out the Sunday of the selection show, and we'll set it up. We're going to do. You guys didn't like Yahoo when I did that last time. I like Yahoo better. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't have a preference. Whatever. What do you want? You tell me what you want, Jeff. And we'll hey, we are yeah, CBS we affiliated, are we not? CBS, yeah. <laughs> we'll do CBS. We'll do CBS. We'll do whatever we do. We'll do, we'll do it on CBS. Whatever we do, we'll make it widely known on the show and on the board. And if the people of the suck want to have a survivor game, we will have it completely on the board. We can do it anywhere between 16 and 24 people. However, somewhere in that range. And there will be a winner for that too. And we'll and give how's away. This? If Maryland goes at least to the Elite Eight, we'll give we'll give away twenty annual subscriptions. Top twenty if they go to the Elite Eight. How's that sound? Look Spice it up a little bit. Look at that. Wow, we hang on. Let's give, go give to, people a little extra rooting a little extra rooting uh excitement. While, while you say that, let's go to Barttorvik.com. Let's look at his percentage because he listed by Tourney cast. We're going to go to Maryland. 2%, probably 3%. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, elite no, maybe a little more. Maybe a little more. 7.7, Jeff. Oh, that's a lot of opportunity cost, Jeff. <laughs> 20, 20 <laughs> annual subs. If they go to the Elite Eight, the top 20 finishers, I'll, I'll hook them all up. And if not to the Elite Eight, still 
first place will get a uh, one year, and second yep. place will get six months. So and maybe, and maybe, maybe third place will do. We'll let them like, um, you know, come on the show, like, or give a, or yeah, come on the show, or give us like five questions to ask to answer during the show, like for that. Yep. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's cool. And we'll try to get Naki and Walt and them guys to join because that's really fun. We used to get them to do that too. So yeah, absolutely. We'll try, we'll try to do that. Okay. We get, we get AJ Francis, but he charges for that shit now. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Take that out. Okay, okay, okay. That was ludicrous. That's amazing. Ludicrous is a rapper. Hey, rap lyrics. Nope. Paul, did you bring him? What the fuck you mean, Paul? Did you bring him? <laughs> next week, man. It's next week. God, next, next week. week. Vader, Turf Vader and rap lyrics. Dave Portnoy's pizza reviews. You ever watch those? No. His inside joke is one slide, one bite. Everybody knows the rules, and then he, he always says that, and then he proceeds to like eat the whole slice in like ten bites or whatever. So that's my version of that. Is next week on the rap lyrics next yep. week? So next week I will have them. Terp Vader and rap lyrics next week. Exactly Time. next week. Exactly. All right, guys. Good show. We are going to hopefully get this live streaming going. It's going to become a vidcast. Not just a podcast. It's going to be awesome. You're going to see all of us. You're going to have to look at her faces. In in our glory. (laughs) We were just talking about lighting and what's on the walls behind us and all that stuff. you were fucking talking about lighting and what's on the walls. Well, then we got to work. We were prepared. Yes, Paul has a nice Paul Douglas Terps jersey hanging on the wall behind him. I have one that says France. Maybe I'll hang that, but he doesn't want me to copy him. So I have some other stuff. We'll see. But... We will be back next week, probably on Monday, and then for sure the following Sunday after that because we're going to go live after the NCAA selection show sometime that night. We don't know exactly what time, but we'll make it very well known. But we will see you guys next week.